So due to the holidays, we're going to make this episode a two-parter. Due to, one, the holiday season, um, Thanksgiving is on Thursday, so we are going to go ahead and do a part one and part two of this album breakdown. So this is going to be part one. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Chill and Vibe Deluxe Version Podcast. In this episode, we're going to do the breakdown of Donde Están Los Ladrones by Shakira. This is an album that was next on the list. I believe it was 495, right, Dom? I think it might be 496. 496. It, is, it might be either one of those. Well, it's it's the next one, next one on the list. So, yeah, 496. So this album, it was released in 1998, and it falls under the Spanish pop and like Spanish rock. I don't know where they got rock from that, but that's just like a dance rock set. This whole album was all in Spanish, which is kind of refreshing, like hearing something that's all in a different language. I kind of love it when artists do that. Like they say true to their culture. They say true to what they, um, what they do or their natural language. Like kind of in the last, last episode with with the one where it was all South African. So I kind of like seeing inside other cultures and stuff like that. And Dom, do you have anything to say about this album? I like that it was in Spanish. It's our first Spanish album and get a sense of that culture and that everything that surrounds that aspect of Spanish music. I wasn't really prepared to like listen to Shakira because I'm used to her like English accent with I'm used to her singing in English but with the Spanish accent so to be able to hear her like genuine Spanish like down to her roots it was really nice to hear right and the overall critical reception of this album it was all around from every source that I looked up it was it got an average of four out of five stars and you're probably going to be get tripped out about this stat, but this album sold over 300,000 copies on the day it was released and over 1 million copies by the end of its first months of the release. Damn. Damn. That's crazy. Right? To build off of that as well, this album sold 4 million copies worldwide and it went four times platinums in Argentina and Chile. It went three times platinum in Colombia, Turkey, and Venezuela, two times platinum in Mexico and Uruguay, and also it went platinum in the United States and Spain. Well, I could see that just because of like, the audience there is for Spanish music and being able to like play into those strengths, I could see how well it, like, it was able to shine through in those cultures, I guess. Right. And another thing, just the last thing about this album um, on this accolades, from 1998 to 2002, this album was in the United States alone, peaked on the f- on five of the Billboard charts. It received the number one position in the top Latin albums and Latin pop albums, the number two position on the Heat Seekers album, number 30 on the Catalog albums, and 131 on the Billboard 200. It's also worth mentioning that it got number one position in the Argentine albums. That's crazy. With all that, it kind of makes me like 
it kind of makes me excited to see what what this album is all about just because of all those accolades that it got and it is higher than than the other albums that we did on the list obviously so it has to be good or it has to be like giving off that perception that it is better than the other ones and that I'm really intrigued to see what this album is going to be about because as you and I both know that this album is completely different from what her like uh, mainstream stuff is like hips don't lie and all the stuff that she does in English. So it, it kind of, I feel like this album is going to give us a, a broader perspective on what she is and what she's trying to do and trying to like show us as an artist. Yeah, I definitely feel that because when I was listening to it, like granted, I didn't, I didn't recognize a lot of the words in Spanish, but like some of them shown through. So I was able to kind of get more of a sense of who she is and what she's saying in Spanish. And that was kind of cool to see compared to just like radio hits or radio things that she's done in the past. Right. So this album is called Donde Están Los Ladrones, which actually translates into Where Are the Thieves? So based off the album cover alone, like when I'm looking at it, it kind of looks like herself in it and with their name on the top and then the album cover on the bottom. But if you notice that in the album cover, you could kind of see that her hands are dirty. Like she was been, she's been working all day or she's been like doing yard work or something like that. Um, really like getting her hands dirty in the soil or the dirt of the earth. And then you, she just has like that determined expression on her face. So I feel like this is going to be something that's going to be really heartfelt or just like really like gives us a glance on what she feels day to day or like how she um, goes about her day to day life. Yeah. Like there's a sense of like labor. There's a sense of she's put the craft in, she's done the time and her album's going to show that. Right. And overall it, it is a solid cover. I think it's just like, it's doing really good on what it's uh, trying to portray just like a, straightforward sort of album and that's the type of vibe that i get um overall i do like the album cover so if there's anything else that you would like to say then if not we could go ahead and jump into the album i like the album cover too but there's a part of me that i don't know that her hair looks weird because it's like so dark so i'm used to like the blonde highlights or just more like a wow factor compared to like this other album covers where she's in a pose or something like this one's just more like a statue more like showing less expression but giving a message at the same time i feel that so on that note let's go ahead and hop into the album the first song on this album is called ciega sordumuda and this song is about four minutes and 27 seconds long. And again, it is all in Spanish. First off, I, what I take away from it is that it's giving off this like dance kind of vibe, like this like kind of where you just like want to get up and just like bob your head to it, dance along with it, and kind of like a more uplifting, um, happy type of sound. What do you think, Don? Yeah, I get the same kind of vibe you're saying. But also I love the she's able to manipulate her voice in a really like – soothing way and mm -hmm. i was just wondering what what is the translation of the title name it means blind deaf speechless okay i didn't really get that through the song just because of how uplifting and like more a beat like you said but it gives a different 
meaning when you say those words just because right. of how it changes like throughout the song like there's the hook and then there's like parts where it's just the background music so it makes me think differently of the song now that you said that right and and to elaborate on that a bit even though that's the name of the song then i looked up the english translation of the chorus and the chorus actually says stupid blind deaf mute clumsy useless and stubborn it's all that I've been. Because of you, I've turned into something that does nothing but love you. I think of you day and night, and I don't know how to forget you. Damn. Damn, that's pretty deep. That is pretty that's- deep. And and in Spanish, like it just sounds so like it just sounds so happy and it just sounds so like, oh shit, like I could just I could just vibe to this. Like it's, it's there's no sad meaning or anything. And then you actually read the fucking translation, it's just like holy shit. That's just the beauty of the Spanish language, though. You could just, like, make anything sound great. Yeah. It's all about, like, the delivery. But also, now that you said that, like, makes me think of this album, not album, but that first song is being, like, broken, being in a want of something, and just, like, constantly searching Right, and even even you saying that, like I'm, I'm still looking at the lyrics, and there's also the bridge of the song. It goes baggy eyes, scrawny, ugly, unkempt, clumsy, dumb, slow, foolish, crazy, completely out of control. You notice, and you're not telling me. You see that my head's a mess, where only you can go, and you're not listening to me. Watch what you're doing to me. So yeah, so it does sound like she's like looking for something, or she's like trying to, she's trying to give herself. Or it looks like she's like not up to the standards that she holds herself or it's not up to or she sees herself with this um, with this low self-esteem and just like trying to fit the pieces of the puzzle back together. Yeah, and that could be like this is one of her most popular songs on the album. So maybe that's why it's so popular is because maybe it's so relatable and people have these issues and just like the fact that the song addresses it, but it's not in the, like a a slow, keep you down, sadness kind of way. It's it's uplifting and it's something you could dance to. Right, because I know everyone has those times where they feel like they're down, they're down and out, they're down bad, and there's just nothing you can do in that moment. Just to, But all you got to do is just pick your head up, pick yourself up from the ground and just keep on moving forward and just go with the flow basically keep on chugging facts so like and as far as introductory songs go or introduction songs this was like with the lyrically and just like the way it sounded and the way it came off i feel like it does a really good job in grasping you and and making you want to finish the rest of the album instead of just switching to something else and just like going go ahead and go back to your comfort zone. So as far as intro tracks go, like I felt like this was really well done and it really makes me excited for the rest of the album. Yeah, I'd definitely say that out of the introduction songs that we've heard on the other albums, I think this one sets more of like a template and more of a a guideline to what we should expect. Right. Ready to move on to the next one? Yes. All right. So the next song on the album is called Si Te Vas. And the English translation of that one is If You Go. Have you heard this one yet? Yes, I have. All right. Go ahead and do your spiel first. 
I really like Shakira's voice. Like, I I don't like I make fun of it like when she sings in English, but I think the way she she's able to sing in Spanish and kind of like match pitches and it's kind of it's definitely unique. But I like Spanish Shakira more than English Shakira, and and I like in this song it's like Siteva Siteva like. I really like it's really catchy, so that's what draws me to her more. Ooh, I like the guitar in there. Yeah, the guitar is nice. The guitar is really nice. This is this is a really good song. So yeah, to, like to elaborate on your point, like I do see, I do see where you're coming from, and how like her voice, like really, like when she's singing in her native tongue, like it really comes across, like it's just like a beautiful voice, like it's just all around. It's just pleasant to listen to, and. Yeah, it, it sounds kind of goofy, like whenever she's singing in English. But like in this song, it's another catchy song. But it feels like there's so much more like emotion, and there's so much more that she's doing, like with her voice, to to basically show those emotions, to show what she's feeling. And in this song, I really did, I really did enjoy this song. I think I like this one better than the last one that we listened to. I like that guitar in there. I like just like the chorus. I love the lyrics and everything like that. So. I thought this was a really excellent song, honestly. Yeah, I like this song "Sita Vas" because you could definitely feel the passion within it. You could feel her energy coming out of the microphone, if that makes sense. Right, and again, I just can't get enough of that guitar. Like that rift in there was actually really fucking well placed. I agree. And again, this is like this is one of those songs where I looked up the lyrics in English, and from like kind of towards the end of the song. One of the verse, you'll come back from your hell with your tail between your horns, once again imploring, but those days I'll be one million nights away from this huge city from you. I no longer care about the world. I don't really think of that as like deep. Well, it is deep, but I think of it more as like I'm getting away from the bad stuff in my life and I'm just going to grow as a person. That's kind of what I get from it. Right. Right, or um, in this one too, it says, "I know you'll come back. I know you'll come back the day she tears you to shreds with no pillows to cry on. But if you have made your choice and you don't want to be with me anymore, then nothing can matter now because without you, I no longer care about the world." Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, who is she talking about, or like that's think- the thing again. Like that's why it's so relatable because people deal with heartbreak and deal with relationships on a daily so being able to sing this and be able to have such a clear message and have it in a way where it's catchy and it's you could dance this too like i don't know how you would but it's it's definitely you're able to right and I feel like, like you said, it's so relatable with anything, like whether it be in a relationship with uh, like your significant other or with, uh, with friends that you grow, um, grow apart from or anything like that. It's just relatable because as you grow as a person, that's when sometimes people stay with you or sometimes people just grow, grow apart from each other. And sometimes it hurts yeah. like a bitch, but then sometimes it, you can just brush it off. And I feel like this song kind of sh- sheds light on that type of fact, too. Yes. All right. Um, well, with this one, do you have anything else to say about Citevas? No, I think we covered it. All righty. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. I hope I'm not fucking whitewashing the fuck out of these fucking songs. 
All right. So the next song in this album is called Moscas en la Casa. And the translation is Flies in the House. Dom, do you have anything that you want to say about this one? I do. I didn't really... That's a weird title to me. I don't really know what the lyrics are within it. But I like how in this song, it's more... It's real soft. It's real loving. That's the kind of tone that I got from it. So I really appreciated that just because... It's different from the previous tracks we heard where she's like borderline like yelling, but being able to dial it back and being able to have that soft, smooth, very comforting voice in this track was really what I was attracted to. Right. And I feel like this was like to elaborate on your point a bit, like I felt like this is kind of like a calm down track from having both of those first two being like so fast paced and just so like (laughs) and then now you get like the chill mellowness and honestly i feel like this is where shakira like really shines through with her voice and that's when you could get like just not being drowned out by the background noise or like trying to just make like dance music or anything like that and i really feel like this was necessary especially after those first two songs especially since they were so fast paced and so upbeat and we get this kind of like breath of fresh air and it's just like you just focus on what she's saying even if you don't understand it like it still comes out as just like beautiful yeah i could definitely see that as like see this song as like you're driving home decompressing after a day and just being with yourself like i don't know i still i'm still intrigued by that flies in the house title but i like i like the song overall and honestly, like whenever um, whenever I saw the English translation about flies in the house, it reminded me to um, to when we were kids, when we would ask dads like, or when we'll tell dad that we're bored, and then he'll roll up a newspaper or a magazine and say, "Here, go kill a fly." <laughs> so that's that's like that's what it kind of reminded me of going around the house chasing a fly and trying to kill it just to not be bored. True, like it is definitely a sense of nostalgia within this song. Correct. Yes. Because it um, in the chorus, it says, my days without you are like a sky, without silvery moons, nor traces of the sun. My days without you are only an echo that always repeats the same song. Okay. Okay. Oh, damn. At the end of the song, she says, my days without, oh, how they hurt, my days without you. Honestly, it, it does resonate with me after listening to the song as well seeing that she's saying that like this is more like of a song where she's like coming to terms like without like in relation to the last song how she was like i felt like the last song was kind of like a breakup had that breakup sort of vibe and this is like the song this song is kind of playing on that one on how she's coping with him leaving and how she's coping with like being single oh yeah so that could tie into like having the house to yourself and just Focusing on yourself, recovery, that sort of thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ah, there, I actually see a story going on in this album. I like it. I like it. So far, so far, we're on track three of a eleven-track album. So, like, we're about a quarter through. So, what do you what do you think about this so far? I was looking forward to it already, just because. I was intrigued by like the Spanish aspect of it and being able to kind of relate to sort of some of the things that she's saying. I really like it so far because 
it's a different side of Shakira that I've never seen before. So it's it's definitely interesting, and I'm liking it so far. I completely agree with that. And I just love seeing this side, how it's not just all straight pop, and it's not just, like, not all, like, music that, like, obviously you're going to get some songs that you want to dance to or that, like, makes you feel good with Shakira, but I feel like this is more of a a deep cut than it is, like, what she normally puts out. Yeah. With that said, let's go ahead and move on to the next song. The next song in the album is called No Creo. And that translates to I don't think so. Dom, do you want to go ahead and share your thoughts on this song? I really like this song as well. It's It goes back to more of a upbeat. And I like the instruments used in the song. Specifically, there's a part within, I think it's like the middle, where they, she has the harmonica in it. And it's like a little solo act. But I think I love the harmonica when people play it. So having that instrument involved and having it play into the song, I think was really, really nice to hear. Right. You know, I kind of get, um, I kind of get like the, that Zootopia song kind of vibe to this one. Yeah. Like the, that's what it reminded me of, of when she did the, uh, I want to have everything or something like that in Zootopia. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the kind of vibe that I get to it. And I'm not mad about it either. No, yeah, me neither. It's really, I think it's a good put together song. And again, her voice, it fluctuates a lot, like in the beginning. But I think overall, it works. I think it's one of the songs that she showcases her unique voice the most so far, where she has that like, I'm not going to do it, but she goes like from high to low and like really draws out the the notes in a way that only she can honestly right how she could like fluctuate her voice to hit those high notes and then go back to a low note like in the flip of a switch i completely yeah. i completely understand what you're saying and granted i'm not going to do that as well because it's probably going to sound like animal dying or something so <laughs> yeah i was about <laughs> to do it and my like throat was like nah you can't do that homie just stick to what you know Exactly. I was going to do it the same way, too. Like, as soon as he says, oh, I can't pull it off. And I was like, I don't think the audience would like that. So I'm just going to – I was going to sit back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and sit on the sideline, coach. I'm going to pull myself out. Not that right. And honestly, like, I do see what you're saying about with the harmonica. And that's one thing that I really love about when artists do that. Like, when they have, like, an uh, instrument that you don't really hear, like, in a song or in an album or anything like that, and they use it to their advantage – and it just makes the song and just makes the overall vibe of it just that much better because it's like a, like it's just like a pleasant sound to your ears whenever you're listening to something and you hear that harmonica in the background. It's just like, ooh, damn, I wish people would just use like instruments like that in general. And that's like the same thing with the – and I feel like all this so far has been authentic and not something that you like make in a studio like a like artificial beat or anything like that. So I, that's what I like about that song and this album as well is just because I feel like everything is so heartfelt and it seems so grounded. Yeah, like for me, I don't know about for you, but for me, if I get like the sense that it's a performance, like it's a sort of like a live show, like a concert. I don't know if that resonates with you, but it doesn't feel like a studio, like you said. It feels more out in the open. You have the live instruments and... Like her voice is just so, 
just so powerful in that sense. So that's kind of my opinion on what we've listened to so far. And honestly, like I completely agree with you. Like I see kind of like similarities between this and what basically that Silk Sonic album was doing as well. How they didn't want to just like make a studio album. They wanted like to portray it as if they were performing live. And honestly, like, I feel like that right now, like, I get all the instruments like you would get at a live show. I get, like, her voice is really delicate and it could be really powerful at talent times and it just flips at a drop of a hat. So I, I just really love how this seems like more heartfelt and just more sentimental to everything else that we've been listening to. Yeah, definitely. It's really close to heart and you can really see that and listen to that through her, her voice and the production and I think it's just a well put together piece and you can see why it's part of the list. Right. And honestly, like so far, even though we're four tracks in, um, we're almost at the halfway point, but honestly, I, I, I'm really enjoying this more than the Rufus ass Rufus album. Honestly, really? I am, but for different reasons though, honestly, (laughs) but yeah, I do. I do really like where this album's going and I feel like we're on a, on like this journey and it's just like, we're getting our hands dirty and like we like this is like the music that you hear like on like a like at a family gathering or it's just like when you go out and just like listen to live music and stuff like that so i'm just i'm just loving the overall tone and vibe that this album is giving off yeah and to me i think it's crazy how this is like young shakira like we didn't listen to this shakira so being able to have a different mindset and like looking back on it I think we kind of missed out on this side of her. I think so too. I honestly think so too. And it's crazy that this album dropped <laughs> two years after I was born. So if mom was playing this album, then I probably, I probably don't even know. She probably had it on the background. I was just like, goo goo gaga bitch. And that's, that's basically what I was doing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, let's go ahead and move on to the next song. (laughs) Let's do it. The next song on the album is called Inevitable. And actually, I don't need to translate it because it's in English. The title, anyway. So with this song, um, did you listen to this song? Have you listened to this one yet? All right. So so, um, Dom will go ahead and share his opinion about it while I give this one a listen. So with this song, it's called Inevitable. And I really like how powerful it is, not only with her voice, but I don't know what the message is. Like, you could probably look into the lyrics in English, but there is like, it starts out as really like delicate, as you said, in the other song, and it's real smooth and comforting. And then she has this like power, just this, her voice takes over the whole room in a sense. And it's really captivating to listen to like drop everything you're doing and just like want to listen to it yeah again the notes she's hitting like i don't know any person at this time who is able to like shift her voice but also have so much vocalization and being able to be so precise and just like oh i can't describe it it's just so unique right and i completely agree with that because it is it is really unique how she's able to do this. Like if she was performing for the voice, all four judges will just go ahead and turn around and try to sign her to album. If she performed this song, like just this song alone, she would have like everyone wanting to sign her. Yeah. And I don't know if I like the, 
how when she's delicate or like when she's singing her heart out, like I can't decide. I like them both so much. I think they're so pleasing to listen to, but just the way she's able to balance it within a song is just incredible to me. Right. And another thing that I noticed is um, even though it starts off like soft and delicate, what I like as the song progresses, like I kind of feel like she was kind of vulnerable at the beginning of the song and she finally comes into her own and she finally has that self-confidence that makes the song kind of shift into like more of like a, a rock song than it is just like a sentimental heartfelt song. Like you get that shift from like the, the delicate beginning and then like towards like the middle and the end of the song, you see her like, like a butterfly coming out of, of a cocoon actually coming into like who she is and loving what she's become. Yeah, you could definitely see a buildup occurring. You could, like, her voice is one thing, but also the instruments in the back pick up and they're louder and you're able to appreciate how it's rising throughout the song. Right. And that's that's one thing that's really hard to do is, like, to kind of kind of do that, like, within the song. I have, like, the whole tone and everything just, like, shift from one thing to another. And, I, and this was done really well. And I do see why this song was the most popular song off the album because it's just a really, really well executed. And as a standalone song, I could just listen to this song, like, on repeat, just, like, by itself without even listening to the rest of the album and know what exactly is going on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. With that said, do you have anything else that you wanna that you wanna add to this song? I think the theme throughout this like these songs we listen to is I like how cohesive they are and how they play off each other, but also how they're not like yeah, they play off of each other, but they're not similar in a way. They they all have a unique sound. So I appreciate how Shakira is able to do that and like have different changes throughout her album, but have them work together. Right. And honestly, so far, again, I'm just really surprised because I I didn't really have like any type of expectation. Like I was curious about this album going in, but this album, like so far, just like exceeded my expectations because like, it's just like such a harmony. Like each song is like, each song just kind of like flows together so well. And it's just really, really pleasant to listen to. And I really love her voice and just like how she fluctuates it and how she's able to drop it on a dime and stuff like that. So I'm just really thoroughly surprised and I'm enjoying it as well. Yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to touch on this song. So if you're ready, we could jump on to the next one. All right. So the next song on this album is called the next song. This album is called Octavo Dia and the translation is Eighth Day. Have you heard this one yet? I just listened to it. So, all right, go ahead and um, share your opinions on it. Then I'll jump in. The eighth day. I'm kind of, I don't really know what that's talking about. It like, again, these titles, it's kind of hard to relate them to the song just because we don't know the lyrics and it might be different in Spanish. So the meanings are kind of off for me, but I do like how this song it has a different, like the other songs were kind of in a straight line. And I feel like this song has more of like a choppy, more of a, it's more like a loop. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, it's hard to describe. It's definitely different in the way she presents it. And I, I like how different it is. 
Right. I could see that. And I'm actually, um, I actually have the lyrics up while I'm listening to it right now. And um, in the first, in the first um, verse of the song, she says the eighth day God, after so much working to relieve stress, after looking over his work said, everything is very good. It is time to rest. And he went for a walk in the celestial space. I, I didn't even know what she was saying in Spanish, but I definitely got that sense of like, again, like the other one, like recovery, like being uplifted and being, being yourself in a way, being your true self and being able to act the way you want to, like, not like recklessly, but more empowering and more in a way where you're happy. That's kind of what I got. Right. And I completely, I completely agree with that. And even though she's she's singing in Spanish, like it's really not that hard to like portray what she's going like um, the emotions she's perceiving or she's um, giving off and trying to figure out what she's saying because even though you don't understand what she's saying, I feel like you could interpret it by just like the emotion that she's giving off in the song or like just like how she's delivering it and how she's just saying it like it makes it that much more powerful to me. Yes, yes, I feel that. And I really, I really like the vibe of that song too. Like, I really like how it was like kind of like somber and uplifting at the same time. Like, you had like it's, it's definitely like it was definitely depressing at times, but then it had like those like hints of like hopefulness and cheeriness and stuff like that. And like you said, like it's basically like a coming of age. Like you're like being more comfortable in your skin and and building that self esteem. And even though when life knocks you down, you're just gonna get right back up again. Yeah, I think this was one of my favorite, um, what's it called, the chorus, where they repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is my favorite chorus, just because just of how different she sang it. Right, right. And, dude, honestly, like, she's really talented. Like, she's a really talented artist. Like, I didn't. And I, what, how, how old was she when she dropped this? See, it was 1998. She was 21. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Not only because of not only because of how like it was received throughout the world, but just of the, the production and the like just the overall technique and uniqueness involved. I just think it's crazy to drop that at 21 years old. You know, I I completely agree with that. You know, um she's actually the same age as mom and dad. Really? Yeah, she was born in 1977. Huh. Maybe and, maybe that's why mom likes her so much because it's the same generation. Right, I, I see that. And and I was going to say, like, hearing this album, like, it really shows, like, where other, like, Latin artists or, like, other other Spanish musicians or, so, or like, along that genre kind of got their inspiration from Shakira and actually like hold her like as this icon in that industry because of what she was able to do. Because even looking in this album, but she was 21 when she, re- when she released it, but this was her fourth studio album at the time. Like she already had three other complete albums before she even released this. So it's just crazy how like, how consistent she's been and how like, how big and how popular and how, influential she is with the younger generation with and having her influence like be within these up-and-coming artists and just like really like give her that respect that she's rightfully earned yeah she's definitely 
or she was definitely a global phenomenon. And you could see that. And I think it's so crazy how, like even with the indestructible B of Soweto, how even if you don't know what's going on, you could still vibe with it. You could still participate within the album. So I think that's cool for people to be able to embrace the culture that they might not ever encounter in real life. Right. That's what I just love about music. Cause you could l- see other people's cultures and you could just like feel what other people are feeling without even having a conversation with them or without even like, not even like knowing the person, like on a personal level, but you could feel exactly what they're feeling, see their culture, like look into another culture and basically see how they were brought up or see how like, how it was when they were lit or how their childhood was or how their life is and stuff like that. So I just think that's just one of the really amazing things that you could do with music. Yeah. And that's probably why there's so many like Shakira fanatics because she's able to be so relatable and put herself out there and kind of give a glimpse of her life. So people resonate with that and able to like hold on to these songs as memories and being able to, like we said earlier, have that sense of nostalgia and really connect the songs with people in their lives. So I think that's really beautiful. Right. And I completely agree with that. So on that note, let's go ahead and move on to the next song. The next song in this album is called Give Wedvas. And it gets translated to That You Come Back. And Dom, have you, um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first in this song. So. It was, can you come back or will you come back? Is that what you said? That you come back. Oh, that you come back. Again, I, I'm really not seeing the, like, there's some songs where I saw the correlation. Um, but this song, I don't really see that title and how it relates to the music. But for this track, Que Vuelvas, it was the fastest song I've heard on this album. And I really liked how fast-paced it was. I liked how she was able to keep up with the beat. And I like the instruments involved. I think there's um, symbols or like, it was really, the instruments matched the song and it gave that sense of party. It gave that sense of you're out, you're on the go, let's get it done for me. Right, I completely see that. And honestly, like that's really impressive how she's doing that, like how she's able to keep her voice with the beat. And like when it like goes faster, more up tempo, she's able to keep up with that. And then like whenever she holds those high notes, dude, like, ah, yeah, like it's just amazing how she like just holds them. And the whole time she's holding them, her voice is fluctuating. And not many people could do that. And I just really, really freaking like respect the hell out of that. She's able to do that. Yeah, I think it's a it's a thing to point out, like even throughout this whole album, how how perfectly in sync she is with the beats behind her. Like there hasn't been a part where you feel something is not in the right spot or she didn't hit the note to the best of her ability. Like it's all evenly matched. Right. Right. And it's all, it's all on like, and that's where it gets like that good rhythm, that good flow. And like you said, like there's no missed beats. There's nothing that, that seems out of the ordinary or that seems as just like, Oh, well she kind of missed that, but she made up for it on this one. But like everything, like so far, as far as production, as far as beats, as far as like quality, as far as lyrically, everything like that, I just feel like it's been like flawless for 
like just like seeing the overall production value and the quality and just everything like it's just amazing so far yeah i totally agree and i think this next song that's coming up might be one of my favorite ones really yeah because i honestly i really that one but that the one we just listened to i feel like that's one of my favorites right now like i really like the inevitable i like the first track and honestly like, i feel like that one did better than the first track for me as well yeah don't get me wrong i i've liked and kind of loved the tempo that she's been going at but i like for the mood i'm in right now and like kind of winding down throughout the day i feel that this next track is gonna be my favorite like right now for my mood and my vibes all right well let's go ahead and jump on into it the next song in this album is called Thu, and the translation is Your. So since Omnik was excited about this one, I'll go ahead and let him go first. So this one, I think showcases, like, it's, I, I'm pretty sure it might be a love song, but I just think it's so, so peaceful. It's so sweet at times, just the way she's able to deliver these lines and, be able to do it so softly and like a mother's touch is what I get from this song. And then it like builds up. So I just think it's really well put together. I completely agree with that. Like, I feel like it's delicate, like how it is, like you said, like it has a mother's touch and you can feel like the love in the song. And I'm looking up the translation now. And for the most part, it is basically a love song. Like there's a part saying you are love, my will to laugh the goodbye I won't know how to say because I'll never be able to live without you so it's basically declaring her love for this person like I don't know who it is but like she's basically declaring her love for him her him her whatever whatever floats your boats whatever tickles your fancy but I really do feel like this is one of the more heartfelt songs on this album and I mean the title alone really corresponds to that because she's basically saying the song about someone else and it's basically singing a song to you and you can perceive it as she's singing it to you, to someone that she loves or anything like that. So I really thought that this was really well done again. And I agree with Dominic. Like this is like a perfect song you throw on just to like chill with it, just relax and just go ahead and just like want to listen to something to chill you out. Go for it. Yeah. And I, I really like how it's not a long song. It's short, but being able to convey that message, that caring, loving touch on a song and not have it be like more like overbearing on you and giving a sense of like, Ugh, like it's so emotional, but it's delivered in such a way where you could like accept it for what it is and right. be able to relate to it as you go. Right. So it's like it's the opposite of a chick flick. Like you could actually enjoy it no matter if you're a male or a female you could just go ahead and just you know what this is a dope song i understand what she's i understand what she's going through i understand what she's trying to do and it's not over dramatized or it's not over emotional or anything like that like you could just like get the message and proceed and go go on about your day without having like yeah to cry your eyes out yeah i definitely like how simple it is like keep it simple stupid the title yeah. simple and the clear message and it's delivered like to perfection. So what more can you ask for? 
yep, sometimes simple is the way to go, honestly. And I, I feel that. Like, I understand why this, uh, this song was one of the ones that spoke to you more just because at the time of the day, the overall, like, we're kind of getting into the wind down of the album. So it kind of makes sense that this is a slower track, kind of like to ease us into the finale sort of thing. Yeah. But I get a sense that, like, the end of the album is going to be, like, kind of like a showcase or like a grand finale. That's right. what I think is going to happen. So speaking right. of, we might be able to dive into the next track. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this part one of two album review of Shakira. If you'd like to continue along this journey with us and finish what you start in part one, Part 2 will be posted this Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Me and Jovan will give our final thoughts, give our final opinions, and our final ratings on the album. We'll also be talking about what we're thankful for in this holiday season. It's sure to be an episode you won't want to miss. Again, this Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. So, until we see you, have a good one. Be safe. Always chilling. Always vibing. Always living. Always thriving. Love you guys. Bye.